Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make for a Beautiful podcast. I have been reflecting a little bit on feet. (laughs) I think when my right foot really started hurting a couple of days ago, then I was concerned about a stress fracture and am I going to be able to even finish this? And one of my friends wrote and said that as she and her husband were praying that he had a strong sense that my foot was fine. And, you know, there's, uh, (laughs) that would have been a huge bummer to be like, oh my goodness, surely I'm in trouble and I need to call it off and actually have nothing truly wrong. And so there's this aspect of saying, how do we press through to the real beyond what we might see as the visible? And I come back to this periodically. There's a beautiful book by Chuck Perry where he talks about uh, the ability to pray for the weather to change. That the if you're in a place where there's rain and clouds and it's supposed to be a sunny day, like you're going to the beach... That there's an aspect of saying, but I know that beyond these rainy, rain and rainy clouds, that there is a blue sky. That's the real beyond what's visible. And so I was thinking about that too in listening to Run with the Horses. And Eugene Peterson talks about how Jeremiah goes and he buys a field for 17 shekels. Oh, it's going to make me cry. And uh, he does that. Because even though the Babylonians are camped on it, and even though Jerusalem is about to be entirely and completely sent into exile, he has hope that that is not the end of their story. And so this is interesting even just historically. At first, the Babylonians came and they only took away the leading citizens into captivity. And the remainder were allowed to stay in the land. And for 11 years, they did. But then they were like, we're tired of having overseers. We should side with Egypt. I mean, it was so ridiculous. And so they did. And the Egyptians soon realized that there was no benefit to them. So they pulled away, which meant that the Israelites were about to be completely wiped out. In the, at least, you know, every one of them taken into captivity. There was no hope in this situation. And in the midst of this... <laughs> Jeremiah is preaching hope, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And uh, and so his relative comes and says, oh, well then would you like to buy my field for 17 shekels? And instead of saying, oh, but don't you see this as a metaphor? Jeremiah was like, yes, I'll buy your field. Because I'm living in the hope that's the deeper reality. That even though I never see this field, even though I never get to plant on it, I am declaring with my action that there is hope that is coming forth. And, you know, I think Chesterton said something around uh, how hope doesn't actually begin as long as there is hope in the natural. (laughs) That if there is a reason to hope, then you don't really have to exercise hope, if that makes sense. And so that too, though, is another example of saying, what is it that's the God reality that is above and beyond and beneath what I'm seeing in this situation? And when I got up this morning and again, kind of stumbled to the bathroom, there's this part of saying, but the Lord is going to walk with me today. The Lord is going to go before and he's going to strengthen my legs and he's going to hold my feet together. 
because he was the one who invited me into this journey and he was the one who helped me plan it. And it was so beautiful and miraculous, the planning that (laughs) that's one of those things as the days have gone on, I've clung to, like, I didn't just make up these particular locations that I got up at 4.30 in the morning because the Lord woke me up and said, let's go plan your trip. And at that same time, three hour time zones away, at 1.30 in the morning for her, Cindy McFadden woke up and the Lord said, you pray for Amy. <laughs> and she just prayed for me while I was making these plans. And so I thought about that. And it was like, of course I'm going to be able to manage this. Even despite the challenges, even despite the the almost like a deep sense of despair, there's there's beauty and there's grace in the midst that there's going to be strength enough for the next step and the next step. Oh, and even as I just said that, I passed two more feathers on the road. So Jesus, I just thank you that you come. <laughs> and another feather. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Amen.